Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of my podcast, A Closet and a Dream. It's Friday, October 25th, 2019, and my name is Mr. M. I created this podcast to educate and inform people of all races and nationality what's on an intelligent black man's mind. Rappers and athletes don't define all black men despite some of your ignorance. I mean, I love hip-hop and sports. However, I'm tired of them being the voice of the common black man. Unfortunately, they have to be very cautious of what they say. And I somewhat understand that because they have lots to lose. However, I don't have to be that cautious because I'm broke and broadcasting straight out of my closet here at home. So I will feed it to you raw. My podcast is not designed to bash others. I am not a part of the seek and destroy mentality and movement that's currently going on. I don't believe in tearing down others. So if you're looking for gossip, the parking lot, which basically means get the F out. But if you want to hear quality discussions about valid topics that affect our communities, then come on in, kick back, and enjoy yourself. I'll be more than happy to make room in my closet. I'm positive that you will be very entertained while laughing and enjoying the rawness of my podcast. So let's get to it. First of all, I would like to thank God, Allah, and Yahweh for waking me up this morning. And yes, I thank all three of them. That way, I'm fully covered. Wow. My podcast is based solely on my thoughts and opinions. So always keep in mind that an opinion is like a booty hole and they often stink. And it can get mighty funky in here oftentimes. So please keep your can of air freshener close by always when you tune in. I'm using cashmere woods this week, but the choice is all yours. I also have a saying that I got from a local legendary MC that you might want to get used to. Ray the J will broadcast live every Friday night from Club Expo in the 1980s. And he would say, Pretty girls welcome. Ugly girls go parking lot. So when you hear me say, The parking lot. Then you definitely know what time it is. Today's topic, support. So I recently saw a post on Facebook by Jay Morrison. Jay is a successful entrepreneur and business mogul who is the CEO and founder of several organizations, including the historical Tulsa Real Estate Fund, the first black-owned real estate crowd fund in history. Jay is also the founder and president of one of America's fastest growing companies, the J. Morrison Academy. So allow me to tell you something about Mr. M that you probably don't know. I clean carpets, strip and wax tile floors, and also refinish hardwood floors. I've been doing it now for about 15 years. My business is called Genesis Cleaning Services. But here's what used to bother me the most. I get about 80% business from other races while just 20% from my own. And I'm sure that you could tell my nationality by my sultry and soothing voice. They used to sadden me a lot. I posted on Facebook in the past and only got one person, 
Brandon Parker, a.k.a. BP17, my producer, to use my services. So I just stopped posting about it because all of my friends favor my complexion on Facebook. I'm not bitter or anything because I'm now more focused on my podcast and motivational speeches. And people are showing me lots of love on that. But that's only because it's free. Ooh. Oh, man. Looks like another shark. Got to shower and change my drawers again. Be right back. Boy, that was a juicy one. I mean, I've come close to sharding on myself many, many times in my first season of my podcast, but I've already sharded on myself twice and only just three podcasts this season already. Hope I can regain control of my bowels again for the future podcast. But back to the subject. So why are the so-called pro-black people always criticizing so many black-owned businesses. They're always pointing the finger at their own brothers and sisters. They actually do more tearing down than building up. <clears throat> they're usually just full of the spirit of hate. Lots of them just play like they're pro-black, just so they can feel justified to criticize their own people. That never works. Most people see straight through that facade. You can wear all the African colors you want. I mean, represent black power at its fullest and still have hate and envy in your heart. Like Jay says, some black people get mad if a black owner hires another race and will even call him a sellout. And that's straight hypocrisy at its finest. America is the most diverse country on this earth. We have nationalities from all over the world moving here every day. So you mean to tell me that I'm selling out my people if I choose to have a diverse employee ratio? If so, you know the drill. The parking lot. The same people that are always calling someone a sellout are the same people that never support what you're doing anyways. They just sit back and nitpick others to death. So, Mr. and Miss Pro-Black, you can't be in this country and not buy from other races. I mean, you're riding around in your Ford Focus every day. You're going to someone else's company to work for a paycheck. I never see you shopping or supporting black-owned businesses unless it's a beauty or barbershop. <clears throat> you go to the nail salons and you can't even understand any of their languages. Then they don't even respect you enough to speak English while you're there. You just sit there smiling and feeling yourself. While they may be talking about your feet, hands, face, body, or even your crooked teeth that you just smiling away with. You always complain about what is wrong with us as a people, but have very few answers. It's all in your approach. You can't change people for the better while judging and talking down on them in the process. One of my favorite groups of all time is Public Enemy. Their music is the truth. Chuck D spits straight facts. 
But this is the irony of it. They had a popular song back in the day called Night of the Living Bassheads, where they addressed the so-called crack epidemic that was going on in the 1980s at the time. The message was fierce and on point, basically saying that crack is whack, so don't believe the hype. But where the message got lost was that Flavor Flav was Yo, actually on man, crack at that flames, time. Yo, he even admitted to it in the past, to smoking on the set of the video in between tapes. And you know that he had to be on something then just by the way he carried himself, not by his looks, but his actions. We all have shortcomings, and I'm passing no judgment. We all have skeletons in our closets. In fact, Mr. M can fill up several closets. But we have to walk the walk if you want others to respect and believe in your movement. Flav's addition to crack was the beginning to the demise of one of the greatest groups of all time. I'm not speaking down on the brother Flavor Flav. Mr. M doesn't do that. I just use this analogy to make my point. God will expose what's in the dark and ultimately bring it to light. No one is perfect. Perfect means to be completely free from faults or defects. So that automatically rules out all the people of this world. But the point again was that we have to walk the walk of what we believe in if you want to be taken seriously by others. Some of our gums ought to be worn out by now. Let me tell you a quick story. About 10 years ago, I invited a young lady over to my place. She talked nonstop the whole time she was there. We were actually supposed to be watching a movie, and this was way before the Netflix and chill game. You know when men say, oh, come over, baby, let's chill, and we can watch a movie on Netflix. I even got something to drink and puff on if you like. <clears throat> I'll even triple up for the ladies who are sick of hearing that lame game. But her mouth wouldn't allow me to even enjoy the movie, let alone her company. So I would be looking straight at the TV, actually hoping that she would get the hint and tone her mouth down. But to my dismay, that didn't work at all. So every time I would look in her direction, I noticed her face was shining. I mean, the more she talked, the more it would shine. So by the time she left, her face looked like a bright red candy apple at the fair. Or one of those sprayed on jet black beards that the old head dudes are wearing now. And to all you dudes, you know the drill. The parking lot. The moral of that story is to quit talking so much while criticizing what's wrong with our people. Some of your faces are shining, brothers and sisters, looking like a freshly washed armorial tire. Support your brothers and sisters businesses and stop thinking just because they look like you that you should automatically get a hookup. If they do a great job, then that's hookup enough. Most black people are broke because they think broke. If you truly believe in God who says that you're the head and not the tail, then you most definitely will understand that statement that I just made. And if you don't, you know the drill. The parking lot. What is your fight? What are you fighting for in life? Everyone has to fight at one point or another. You may be fighting for your health. 
You may be fighting for your finances. You may even be fighting for the sanity of your kids. But the most important fight in your life should be a peace of mind. Life is a fight. There's a saying that it's not about the size of the dog. It's about the size of the heart. But what is the size of your heart? It shouldn't matter how tired you are. It shouldn't matter what all you've been through. It shouldn't matter how smart you are. It shouldn't matter who talks about you or dislikes you. The only thing that should matter is how hard you're willing to fight for what's yours. The devil uses certain situations and circumstances to throw you off track. He sends his demons to cause your self-destruction. Their job is to study your every move. That way, they can know what buttons to push on you. They figure out your worldly desires. They figure out your weaknesses. They figure out your flaws. This provides them with the proper ammunition to attack. They are very calculating and cunning. The average person for the most part never even sees them coming. The most strategic and effective way to attack someone is to blindside them. That's why God says in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11, put on the whole armor of God so that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Wiles means devious or cunning ways of persuading or tricking someone to do something what one wants. That's why keeping the armor of God on is so important. You can't fight the devil and those demons alone. They will pulverize you, beat the brakes off of you. You're not equipped to fight them alone. They have centuries upon centuries of experience against your short life on this earth. That's why God has to always be the nucleus of your life. He protects you. He gives you strength to fight. He strengthens your mind, body, and spirit. Quit walking around here looking all defeated with your head hanging down. Someone asks you how you're doing and you respond, I guess I'll make it. Quickly followed by, if it ain't one thing, it's another. That's life. Life is a series of events, some good, some bad, and there's nothing we can do about that. But what we can do something about is that defeated mentality. Your attitude about life defines you. It separates the winners from the losers. The devil's number one strategy is to attack your mind. It kills me that when a person mentions struggles, that people always assume it's finances. Satan is clever and cunning. He knows that it's way more effective to attack your mind, your computer. You sitting there crying about money when you should be fighting for your mind. That's where it all begins, because a peace of mind can bring you a ton of blessings and finances. I'm not minimizing money. Money is essential in this society that we currently live in. You need it for the necessities of life, such as food, shelter, clothing, God's favorites, option. Don't get it twisted at all. But even God knows the value of money. God says in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 19, that a feast is made for laughter, and wine maketh the heart happy. But money is the answer to all things. So bam, money or a bag like the youngsters say is essential to life and happiness. But there is a balance with money and God's kingdom. God also says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10, 
but the love of money is the root of all evil. Just like the old school song released in 1973 by the OJs, for the love of money. They told us then, for the love of money, people would kill their own brother. For the love of money, they would rob their own mother. People would bring you harm, even to your family, over the love of money. So if the devil recognizes that you're weak for the love of money, he will torture your mind. Once again, it all comes back full circle to your mind. I've said before, your mind can be your best friend or your worst enemy. Fight for your mind and inner peace. Put on that armor of God and go to war. You're battling for a peaceful existence. What's the point of being on God's beautiful earth if you're miserable and can't even enjoy it? You're merely just existing, not living. Take back your mind from the devil, brothers and sisters. It all starts with your attitude about life. Find that warrior in you and get the scrapping. He's in there. I wake up fighting the devil. I fight him all throughout the day. Then I scrap even harder with him at night. See, when you lay down, he really comes for you. He'll whisper in your ear the most simple and minute things like, did you see how she was looking at you at work today? Or, they didn't even speak to you today. And it all starts with that one simple whisper, which can cause an avalanche of self-destructive thoughts. The devil is as only as smart as you allow him to be. You're equipped to outsmart him. Quit giving him so much credit. That's what's wrong with the word today. They have the attitude that the devil made me do it. But if Jesus was tempted by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights and still did not fall to temptation, then we have that same power. We were made in God's image. He put that power in us to resist all temptations. We came here equipped with that. We have dominion over this earth, not Satan. He's the ruler of all evil, but our God is the creator and ruler of all this beautiful earth and the heavens above. Who run it? God runs it. So we have to fight daily for our peace of mind. You are not defined by your pockets, material possessions, nor how good you think you look, nor how talented you think you are. It all starts in the mind. God could have allowed the devil to take you away from me years ago, but you're still here because you're authorized by the almighty God to be here. It should give you chills when you think about what all God has brought you through and saved you from. The devil cannot bring you any harm. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. You're covered by God's mercy and grace. You bring yourself harm when you allow the devil to consume your mind. Wake up every day and tell that devil, I'm ready to fight for what's mine today. You're not taking my sanity. You're not taking my peace of mind. Ugh, I do whatever I gotta do. I'll bite you, I'll cut you, even scratch your eyeballs out. God says, I have dominion, and I'm always wearing the armor of God. I sleep with it. I take it to work with me. I take it to school with me. I'm always strapped with it and ready to go to war for my peace of mind.